and welcome to the first episode of Your Physical Education, a podcast. I'm here with my friend Nancy Chavez, and we're going to talk a little bit today about just the very basics of fitness and what it means to start a fitness lifestyle. And the truth is, it's a lot easier than you think. The main thing that we see as a deficiency in most of the clients that we work with, including athletes, is simply an inattention to good posture and not really optimizing how much you stay moving throughout your day. Yes. Um, I have dealt, I have been working with people for a very long time and including myself. And I have discovered that although you can kill yourself in the gym, go there every day, you can still be cursed with problems from bad posture or bad movement. And I have experienced that personally, um, especially over the past few years where it all came kind of crashing down on me. Um, as far as my clients, when they walk through the door, I am looking at their head, their shoulders, their upper back, basically from head to toe, or their toes sticking out, their feet, you know, they turn out. From there, you know, I might put them through a few drills to see if they're aware of it. Most people are unaware of how they're standing. They have completely adapted to some very funky postures. And then, you know, it's the neck pain, the back pain, knee pain, all of that comes into play. So before we start in on a big workout program, we need to address these issues. And it can be a little frustrating, I've discovered, not only for myself, but for clients, because they just want to get in, they want to start, they want to see results, they want to, you know, get through a good workout. But um, I have, and this is again from personal experience, when you build on that core foundation, just like a house, it will eventually, you know, you're basically training on top of dysfunction. And that will eventually come back and bite you in the butt. And that is personal experience. That's true. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed, like you said, a lot of people are unaware of their postural issues. And when I will correct their posture, I'll push their shoulders back, push their head back so that their ears are in line with their shoulders. And they'll tell me either this feels weird or sometimes this hurts. And, and I say to them, well, now you know what it's supposed to feel like. And the, the good news is you can improve your posture simply by practicing good posture in your everyday life. And if you have poor posture, you're going to find that kind of fatiguing but over time, you're going to be able to maintain that better posture for longer and longer periods of time. And, you know, why is this important? Uh, posture, when you are aligned properly, it's the best way to move in a sound biomechanical manner. So you're going to be putting less wear and tear on your joints. You're also going to be uh, enabling your organs to function better. You know, a lot of us talk about our digestive system. If we're always slouching and, and everything's compressed down in there, it, it's not going to work well. Our brains function better with good posture. Our brains function better with good movement. We were actually 
evolved to move. You know, there's a reason why trees don't have a brain. We do. Uh, the reason we have big brains is because we evolved to move. We evolved to move often. And a lot of the evolutionary research, a lot of it done by um, Herman Ponser and uh, David Raikland has demonstrated that, you know, the hunter-gatherer societies who enjoy much better health than we do, although they are generally more active than us, the main benefit of their lifestyle is that they are more active in general all day long. And that's achieved not necessarily by running all day long, but by having active engaged posture, even when they're at rest and they are not sitting on the couch watching Netflix all day. So, you know, although we aren't likely to move out to the African Savannah and start hunting for a better life, what you can do is make sure that even if you go to the gym and work out for an hour in the morning, when you come back to the office or come back home, make sure that you're getting up and moving throughout your day. It's that cumulative movement and attention to muscle activation that happens with good posture that actually contributes to our health. You know, it's funny when I have, you know, addressed people's posture, I'll make them stand up straight. And one of the feedback comments I often get is not only this feels weird in which you get to, but also like, well, who the hell do I think I am? They, they feel like it's a you know, it's like they're being haughty or something, you know, not hot, like hot, hot, but they're being overly confident because they have so adapted to that slouching posture. So uh, that's something. And I find that it's almost psychologically, they have to get over that. And I will tell them, and I went through this too, when I started to stand up straight, I felt weird. Like people are going to look at me and think, you know, who the hell does she think she is? I agree with that. And, you know, the, one of the groups I do a lot of training with is teenage girls and, you know, just something to keep in mind when, when girls' bodies are developing, they don't want anybody staring at their chest. So the idea of, you know, chest up is, is kind of intimidating. And uh, I just, I always tell them, no girls, we need to walk out in the world like you're on the pageant stage, you know, get that head up and those shoulders back and chest up and, you know, have that confidence because the other benefit of walking around like that is that people, you know, some people may say, who the hell do you think you are? But other people are not going to see you as someone who is vulnerable. And again, for women, especially if you're walking around with your head up, looking around chest up, you're going to look like someone who has a purpose is not going to take any crap and, uh, you know, has a place to go and something to do, and they're not going to mess with you as much. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They need to just kind of own that posture. And, and the funny thing is, is when you look, when I show them in the mirror, they kind of see, okay, I don't look that weird. I, I look like I'm standing up straight. So they, they just need to adapt and accept and, you know, get that confidence to own their space. You know, and you're right for women, it's, that was me. I certainly had terrible posture as a teen, it, terrible. And it followed me for years. And I, it was, I do think there is a relationship with, um, you know, self-confidence and self-esteem and posture, especially for teenage girls. Yeah. So yeah. And I think, you know, another part of it is a lot of us do think that once you sit down, 
um, posture doesn't matter anymore, but it's very easy to sit in a chair again with your chest up and your, your back upright and maintain those, you know, ideal positions for your joints and your shoulders. We know a lot of desk workers, um, have a tendency to develop that forward head posture. And so, you know, just being aware of it when you're sitting in front of your computer or, or even sitting on the couch, texting on your phone. Like one of the things I tell people to do is put a pillow on your lap so you can raise your hands. So you're not looking down and, and being passive when you, when you can look forward, it's much easier to engage those upper back muscles. But in addition to that, you know, we often think about and are told that the majority of our health problems, especially here in the U.S., are due to obesity. And I just want to make the point that although obesity does exacerbate many of those health conditions, it's actually inactivity that makes us unhealthy. The cardiovascular disease, the diabetes, risk of stroke, high blood pressure, those things can be greatly mitigated by just getting up and moving more. And the recommendations that are given by the World Health Organization have always been, you know, 30 to 60 minutes of, you know, physical activity per day. And when people hear that, they think, I've got to go to the gym every day for this much time. And I think it can be overwhelming, especially since our fitness culture tends to promote this idea of no pain, no gain, and everything's got to be intense. But what studies have shown is that any amount of physical activity is going to start to improve your health. So if you are in the position of not really having a fitness routine or being regularly physically active, you can start. So just getting up out of your chair and moving throughout your day, maybe every 30 to 45 minutes is going to improve your health, even if you aren't able to get out and go to the gym. I almost feel like at this point, and it's funny for me to say this since I've been in this career since, you know, for 35 years now, it's, I think it's almost now to the point where it's better to tell people not to go to the gym because that is overwhelming. It's like, I have to go to the gym. I have to get in my car and go and that feels awkward. I don't know what to do. I would like to tell people now and I do that you actually should just start by walking. Go out your front door and walk. You don't need to learn how to walk, you know, just some shoes and go for a walk. And to think of start there and then to think of the gym as the supplement. That's how I've started to think of it personally. I spend much more time paying attention to my the other 23 hours of the day than that one hour in the gym. Because I know in that hour in the gym, I am paying attention. My posture is good, you know, breathing, et cetera. It's the other 23 that is having the largest impact, negative, but could be more positive if they would just, like you said, go for a walk, maybe go up and down the stairs a few times in their house. You know, I even have started this funny thing with my husband where instead of doing little tasks for him, I have stopped taking that, <laughs> doing that for him. So, cause I don't want to take away his chance to, you know, practice good movement, to move around more to, you know. So at this point in this career, 
I do feel like it starts not in the gym, but just at your home, just getting up more, getting out of that chair, even sitting on the ground. I've told people, okay, when you watch Netflix, why don't you like sit on the ground? It's harder to sit in a slump on the ground. You're going to be forced to move around a little bit more. I think Dan John said that actually. And it's a great, it's a great, I've done it and it works. It's harder to be a lump on a log when you're sitting in your chair, when you're sitting on the floor. So, yeah. And, you know, that's one of the conclusions that, um, again, some of these evolutionary biologists concluded by observing these modern hunter gatherer societies is that even at rest, they're either kneeling or sitting or getting up to stand, but they're changing their position every 15 to 20 minutes. And that makes a big difference. The, um, other thing that we really should address here is that strength training, although for the you know extreme athlete, the power lifter, the weightlifter, et cetera, it contributes to their sport. But for most of us, strength training is, is medicine and it can actually be used, like you said, to um, correct bad posture and then provide us with the strength and muscular endurance to actually maintain that posture throughout our day. So I kind of look at strength training at first as the foundation for a more functional life. You know, if your strength training isn't helping you live a better life, then you're doing it wrong. And one of the things that we really need to think about is when we are in the gym strength training, what are we practicing? We're practicing good posture, but we're also practicing good movement. So if you're learning to squat in the gym, When you go home, you should be using that squat movement to get in and out of a chair. Um, If you're learning to deadlift in the gym, you should be using that deadlift movement to pick things up off the floor. If you're learning to overhead press in the gym, you should be using those same mechanics when you reach overhead to get something off a high shelf. And the more you can reinforce that good movement throughout the day, you can think of it as more of a continuous uh, strength training rather than just something you do in isolation. Um, you know, once I noticed, once I was um, judging, it was a CrossFit, you know, kind of event at a local gym, and I was one of the judges, and it was very hard to watch because good movement was definitely, and, and I'm not picking on CrossFit, I'm just picking on any any class, really, or, or comp- competitive event, when you watch people, and the main goal is to get it done, and get it done quickly, and you know, but it was a little soul crushing sometimes to watch some of the movements where, you know, good movement wasn't, it was not the priority at all. So, and then taking, and I told my clients, it's like, we're learning to deadlift, not, you know, because you want to, you know, pick up 300 pounds off the ground, but maybe you do, that's fine. But so that you start to use these movements and these new skills during your everyday life. Like you said, I got to pick up this big bag of dog food and you learn how to deadlift and pick it up, you know, or you're going to squat down. I've told people when there's something on the ground, use your squat and go down and get it instead of, you know, reaching to the ground. Again, these are the things I've had to tell myself often, you know, so the, when I think of all my gym time, I have seen a lot of bad movement prioritized over, and it's not that that they're consciously doing bad movement, but they're 
it's almost good. The good movement part is an aside to getting the task done, get it done at any cost, you know, as fast as you can. Yeah. And um, I think that task for a lot of people is simply getting out of breath and sweating. And yeah. while that's fine, it's not really going to benefit you as much as training your body to move well all the time and maintain good posture. And so I would say that the take-home message from this particular episode is going to be, go stand in front of the mirror, look at how you're standing, look from the front, look from the side, if you need to have someone take a picture of you and work on correcting that just in your everyday life. And then when you do get into the gym, think about, you know, am I doing this movement in the best biomechanically sound way that I can? And the truth is, that's going to change over time. When you, when I first teach people how to squat or deadlift or bench, it's not perfect, but there's some fundamentals in terms of like, what's their spine doing? Where are their hips? You know, how does all this relate to their individual limb lengths and torso length? And is this a biomechanically optimal way for them to be moving right now? And as they get stronger and even put more muscle on, that's going to change and become more efficient and, and better but overall, it's going to start with good posture and maintaining that good posture while you move. Right. And I'd also like to say um, breathing. When you stand in bad posture, you can't breathe that well. And I, again, I went through this myself. I was breathing rather shallow, I discovered. Um, I even had a little bit of a flared rib cage from doing that over time. So the breathing, you know, what's important about that is there's a lot of stress in modern day society now, you know, we're moving around, well, we're doing things faster, but not with good movement. And now we, we're also taking that good breathing mechanics out of it. So I have really tried to get my clients to focus on the breathing and learning how to breathe during the sessions. And it's been a very, it's been one of the more difficult things to teach people. It doesn't come natural, you know, and it's been a real, it's been a real challenge, but I wanted to point that out how breathing, breathing would overall help everyone's mindset their whole you know their whole day would probably be better if they just breathed a little better so yeah and you know to tie it all together again when you stand in front of that mirror and look at your posture take a big deep breath and see what happens to your upper body you know you're naturally going to lift your rib cage roll your shoulders back and that's ideally what we should be doing all the time uh, breathing properly you know helps deal with stress it's going to make your exercise more efficient. And uh, like you said, it's just, it's something we don't pay attention to. And I think get worse at over time, just as our posture does. But, and ultimately what we'd like to get across is that, you know, posture, good movement, good breath. That's the key to good health and good movement and a good life. And going forward, we're gonna cover a lot more topics in depth. We're gonna talk about what exactly strength training is, what endurance training is, what cardiovascular fitness is, and the best ways to achieve that. And both of us agree that what the fitness industry is pushing right now isn't right for the majority of people. And so 
we hope to share that with you and hopefully you will join us again.